Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 31. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are so glad to be back this evening. Very first thing we want to say to all the folks who are joining us live on the internet, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, Stephanie and I were just talking today, this afternoon, about how thankful we are to have such an awesome community of people that are built around uh, the podcast that we produce here at gspn.tv. And the fact that... The fact that during Thanksgiving we have um, at least 18 people who are joining us live yeah. for this show, that is just amazing. And so, uh, welcome to well, the show. Well, some of them aren't in the United States, so it's not Thanksgiving for them. Yeah. We, but we, not, that, not that we're not thankful for them. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I, I told Cliff that here, for us, it doesn't really, I don't know, it, there's like an element of the holiday missing. I don't know if it's because um, our day was a little bit late, less laid back Um because we only had one house to go to today as opposed to three or four. and um, Or we're in town. Normally we, we will go out of town for Thanksgiving. and um, But I think it boils down to our weather has been unseasonably warm. And, um, and so that's throwing a whole curveball into my holiday. Yeah. So it better cool off by Christmas because I don't want it to mess with my... You can't mess with my Christmas. Yeah, don't be messing with our Christmas now. I'm putting my tree up tomorrow. Is that when it's going up? I think so. All right. Very cool. Maybe so, I'll you stream it because uh, I'm a geek now too. I just have to admit it. There, <laughs> did you just say you were going to stream it? I said I might. That is so <laughs> awesome. Rock on. Yeah. If I can get the house clean first, I'm not going to stream my dirty house. See, now I would be you streaming. Although you did today. Now, uh, Office Princess in the Ustream chat room is saying that her tree has been up for two weeks already. Sweet. No, that's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. I would have put mine up. um, But, you know, I have these three kids that just don't pick up after themselves. Guess what we didn't have to do tonight. I I have one husband who doesn't pick up after himself either. So I'm constantly picking up, picking up, picking up. And so the house has not been staying clean enough to... Yeah, new subject. Pull out all the tree stuff and and put it up. Just kidding. Go ahead. We didn't have to put our kids to bed tonight. That's because there are no kids in this house. There are no children. No children. None. (laughs) In our house, it's, it's... even though they would normally be in bed when we record, it's still like a different kind of quiet here. Does that make sense at mm-hmm. all? It's a different kind of quiet. So it's a blessing right now that, that they're not here and we get to have the evening alone. But Mamaw's going to return them at the oh. crack of dawn tomorrow. Yeah, so Dad's got to go pick them up because she doesn't have, have a car seat yeah, for McKenna. which we probably should have thought about. Well, we did. And we still turned around and pulled out of the truck. Yeah, we, we wanted to make sure we got out of there before she changed her mind. Right. Anyway, it, it, Chef Mark wants to know how it feels to have be free for the night. And Stephanie is typing into the chat room. All right. So anyway, we we're not going to uh, bore everybody. Thing. <laughs> I don't have the mouse to click on them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. How's that? Okay. That's we're not going to. We, we're trying. We'll try not to. This first of all, I just want to tell people out there. Listen. <coughs> excuse me. Listening to this in podcast land, meaning that you've downloaded this show. Um, we are testing out some new technology. 
Right. Uh, we have always done Grey's Anatomy as a live podcast in front of an internet audience. However, we are trying something new recently in that it's not just audio that's being streamed, which the audio was questionable as far as its quality if you came and joined us live. Right. But we are we are actually syndicating this out to the web via yes, high-quality audio and video. And so the folks are actually looking at us in the gspn. Which is weird. I studio. still I, I'm still, you know, hi everybody, you know, Cliff moved the camera so my face has to be on it apparently. Actually, I moved the camera because uh, I, I couldn't kind of, I, was, I did I got self-conscious about my big huge fat gut showing last night. <laughs> I had some guy come in. He was one of those guys that came in off you the main. You cannot Okay, but you cannot let what everyone or what one stupid person says I know. Bother I know. No, it, it didn't bother me that much. Okay. But I figured I could at least stave off some of that. And uh, and and so I, I pointed the camera up just a little bit. And, yeah. you know, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, so. Anyway, so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, all I want to say is that we apologize in advance because this is going to be something that's going to take a little bit of time to adjust to. Uh, we are looking at a completely different chat room. We're we're taking live calls in a different way, and uh, there is some new technology involved. But we are going to get better at this. It, we didn't do a great job when it first started with the <laughs> other stuff, but uh, no, we'll we'll get good at this. I promise. Right. Anyway, uh, let's see here. <laughs> I'm just reading that he was a censored. Well, you can't type in bad words in our show. It it, it does get censored. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we are going to talk about uh, uh, this episode Grey's of Grey's Anatomy, Crash Into You, which was... No, Crash Into Me. Crash Into Me. Are you sure? Well, you told me to write down this. Did and, I? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Crash Into then, Me. Then you're right. <laughs> I don't remember. All right. So let's talk about this I, episode. Okay. I, let's talk about it. I was in pain. I could hardly breathe. Yeah. I was, it was, it was, for me, this was the most, I, I think it was actually the most stressful episode of Grey's Anatomy yet. I thought it was cool. It was cool. Uh, basically, what for me, the problem I have is that these medical drama shows are very difficult for me to watch. And it's <coughs> basically... I kind of just like get sucked into the, you know, the whole medical issues and stuff. And right. so I think I've shared that in the past. But for you, me, you do. It, it was, but I don't think you're going to wake up tomorrow with like a piece of shrap metal in your leg <laughs> or, or a tumor you, or a carotid yeah, or, artery yeah, that's going to burst you know, out of my neck. Um, you, you can't wake up with any of those things tomorrow. Well, unless, of course, you're you're part of, you know. An ambulance crash, or or have to have a large tumor removed from your neck, but um, so I, I think you're gonna survive. I think you're gonna you're gonna be okay. But um, I thought that the the graph that um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Me neither. The special effects of all of the injuries in this episode were really cool. I, I can handle shooting blood, um, which was totally cool when it shot out of his neck and. All over Lexi, and you, you know, know I can handle that stuff. It's the it's it's the stuff that really tears at your heart that that gets me. Yeah, I I mean I knew that was coming, and it was you knew from the moment that Mark Sloan said it. Yep. that it was coming. It, it was, was just a matter come. of when. Yes, absolutely. 
And <clears throat> so we obviously are starting at the back of the episode. I'd like to start it's because it was so it just stayed with you. It's yeah, just no so doubt. There. So Meredith is going to tell Derek she had made a decision that she's like, listen, I'm going to tell him I don't want him to see anyone else. But she froze. Yes. And I think she may have, I think maybe if she would have said it right then and there. I think she lost her opportunity. I think that was a window of opportunity yeah. that is a, just about closing. Closing. Yeah. I think that window is about closed. Uh, he's, he's a little sweet on the nurse now, isn't he? Yes. yes. What, do we know her name? We know her name because he learned it last week, but um, I don't remember, I don't remember it, it. So if anyone in the chat room can remember what the nurse's name was. Rose. Uh, Rose. Rose. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think he's sweet on Rose. And what was it that she just said about the, what take, she took the ring off and put it on her necklace and well, she wore it on her finger when she was engaged. Yep. But now she wears it on the necklace because it was her grandmother's diamond, and so the diamond has sentimental value. Yes, but then she went on to say, um, the what she said was just what Derek wanted to hear. It was something about oh, it, would, that, it was never going to work anyway, and it's a pain dealing with somebody who never lets you know how they feel or something like that. Yes. Yes. How you you lay pretty much you lay all your cards out on the table and and they don't and yeah they yeah. don't respond right. and and they don't yeah they're not able to commit and he's like yeah I I am to- totally he can, there yeah he didn't say it but you can tell in the look in his face that yeah that he was and office understanding princess, so office princess is putting she knew what she wanted but didn't know what he wanted and and that, right. that's exactly and that's how Derek feels exactly about Meredith. Exactly where Derek is. And so right now. the fact is, is now they have this commonality. But I think, I, I, honestly, and I, I'm maybe this is just me in my own little, um, my own little warped Gray's world. But I think that Meredith wants those same things. I just don't think she knows how to get there. Yeah, I no, I agree. She, yeah. she wants them, but she the thing is, is like, that window of opportunity. IMAP. She can't. She can't find where she's trying to go. She needs what? IMAP. What's IMAP? On my phone. Isn't that what that's called? Oh, no, that's Google Maps. Google Maps. That's You're what I meant. You're confusing IMAP. IMAP uh, that's is... What, no, Google Maps is what I meant I know. on my iPhone. But my... IMAP is the email thing. I'm a little thing. hot. Are you... Like sweating hot. You are taking clothes off while we stream live. <laughs> Check this out. On. We ha- we're going to have to change have the it. rating. I wouldn't have done it in, except I'm... <laughs> I'm oh insanely sweating and All right. you made me take my hair down. And you can you can step up and turn the fan on if okay. you want. Okay. We're gonna turn the fan on here. I'm sorry, people. No problem. Put it on. Is it on low? It's on low. Awesome. Okay. So keep going. All right. So anyway, oh, oh wait, <laughs> blowing things away here. All right. So <laughs> I wanted to just say about Izzy. Uh-huh. Back on my nerves again. She's back on yeah, my bad list. Yeah, she was a little whiny in the beginning, wasn't she? Whiny and selfish. A little bit. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm so sick of uh, their love affair, Christina right. and and uh, Meredith. And, you know, they're up there dancing, blah, 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 blah. If they want to dance, let them dance. Yeah, no doubt. It's, the, it's, it's like, we should it's be, Meredith's to be happy. And what like are they the... flaunting? They're not flaunting. You're up there spying on them. I know. Come on. It, it was sad. Izzy. Uh, it, it got on my nerves as it well. It was. She so got on my nerves in because, this episode. Because she and, and what's his name? George, they could be happy. You know, she's like, we should be the ones to be happy. There's no reason that they can't be happy. Just 
you know? Yeah, and George is like, you want to dance? Shut up. I mean, right. she didn't say that. I'm going that. in early. Yeah, she didn't say that, but basically she did. You she know, did. she's like, shut up. It's like, she's a little come whiny on. again. It was, it was annoying. I agree. And how is, how is ticking Christina off going to make the situation better? It's not. You know, it, it's as if she thinks the world revolves around her. Now I know we all deal with that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I deal with the whole world revolving around me a you lot, do. a lot. But <laughs> I do realize that you know, being jealous and trying to take over, you know, and and and. Be controlling and everything. It's really not going to make things better, especially not for me. And so, right. anyway, alrighty. And uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Next up, we have. Let's see here. Izzy is on a selfish. Yeah, kit, I didn't. So. I didn't. Yeah, and uh, I do have something I wanted to mention okay. next. It's it's right here in the notes. Actually, just before we go into to this note on Bailey, um, we I do want to read in the chat room. Uh, I think Kayla is in the chat room and she yeah, says... Yeah, I was going to say this. Go ahead. You say it. Um, she is very good with her patients. Uh-huh. She she is very good, and, and we see this in Bailey also, very good at recognizing their need. You know, that, that man could not have, which, by the way, is the dude from... Um, from um, the nine, the nine, yes, um, and he was also in the first season of, of Prison Break. Prison Break, absolutely. Yes. Um. Anyway, she she's very good at seeing her patients' needs, you know, recognizing their needs, and and being gentle and and able to speak to them because he honestly he could not have gone into surgery without knowing that his family was okay. Right. You know. Uh huh. And, and and the and the one thing is, and of course, uh, Kayla had and. Uh, had even said, but she was not being selfish when she told the man that uh, his kids and wife were uh, were fine and that she was being really nice and thinking about other people. Absolutely, but the only problem is, is that she did not want to be there. That was my that's my beef. Is like you know she was so concerned about you know not about upsetting Christina, right? That uh, so basically uh, she she's like she was she should have been there. And and she didn't want to be there, and then yeah. all of a sudden she realizes that she needed to be there. Right, Chef Mark, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hey guys, I just wanted to comment on what you were talking about a minute ago with um, Izzy complaining about uh, Christina and Meredith, and I think what you're what you're experiencing is just your general Izzy frustration because she's a jerk, and because she's very childish in the way she expresses it. But she has a point. I mean, it's true that that uh, there's a closed circuit with Meredith and Christina, and it is kind of annoying. And they do, they're, they're acting like, you know, the two most popular girls in high school who sort of, like, have their own little language and stuff. Um, it's just the fact that Izzy is a jerk, it makes it seem like it's not true, but it kind of is. Well, Does that make sense? Well, the thing is, here's, here's what I'm thinking, Mark, is that they are not in high school. They're grown adults working at a place of employment and if they happen to oh, be Oh come on, when's the last time any of them acted like adults? Well, I don't care what they act like, <laughs> but what I'm saying is what they are. The reality is that they are grown adults and it's a place of employment. They are best friends. They're doing what best friends do. They don't have to include everybody into their little circle because that's not what this is all about. Right. Life is not about inviting everybody in and making them feel welcome in your circle. Absolutely. Of course not, I but mean, they are acting like high school girls. Oh, yeah, but they are. But, but is don't there we any- all sometimes? <laughs> is I mean, there is, anything is, wrong with that? Okay, is Izzy... It's about acting like high school. 
is Izzy not acting like is Izzy not acting like the high school girl who didn't get accepted to you know to the cheerleading squad? I mean, she yeah she is acting just as high schoolish as everyone <laughs> thinks that Meredith and Christina are by having their own little club. You know, oh, of I course, have of course that, that that's that's what I was just saying. That's why it's it's like they're both it's both the case. You know, um, and it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what she said last week. Or was it last week or two weeks ago when they were talking about high school and how right. the the one person said, "Oh, you you wouldn't understand. You're the popular. You were the popular was, blonde girl." She's like, "No, no actually, she wasn't. I lived in Trailer right. Park, and uh, they all made fun of me. Nobody was allowed to play with me because I was the trailer. You know, the trailer trash yeah, who exactly. got pregnant. And, right. So I mean, they're all just playing out all their high school BS. They are. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you. Um, we'll we'll leave you on the line if you need to come back in or anything like that. Just let me know, and and we'll bring you back on, Mark. Okay. All righty. We can uh, take more live calls. You can uh, call in to area code seven two four 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 seven four four four. That's area code seven two four seven. Oh crud! I forgot the number already. <laughs> it's seven two four 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 seven four four four. And it's uh, and I didn't even see it scrolling on the screen. It is scrolling on the bottom of the screen, and uh, the talk cast ID is one five two six three. If you want to call in uh, as many people as want uh, you want, and if you're in the chat room, we're watching the chat room on ustream.tv, and uh, simply let us know uh, that you want to want us to bring you back in, and and we will unmute you for uh, th- this uh, feedback. Anyway. Uh, moving right along, I, my next note that I have is right. we, you know, we were just talking last night in the private practice podcast, Stephanie, about the fact that they brought us to, you know, outside of the practice, you know, right. like a new set, if you will. And today, tonight, that we see Bailey's home for the very first time. Absolutely. What do you think about it? It was the kitchen. I. I Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it was so and then we have Alex. Now, come on. It was a kitchen. What do you mean? I No, what do you think about I mean do, do you think it was necessary that we saw? I do. I mean I that's do. what I'm for asking. What I'm trying for to what pull something doing, out of you there. No, what they're doing with, with Bailey it was important that you see that scene happen at home. Yes. And, and then Tucker we, come to the hospital and her not be available because we've, they're really going to go through, Bailey's really going to go through a time of struggling between home and work. They needed to show us absolutely what it was like at home. They needed us, They needed to show us uh, her husband being upset about right. loading the dishwasher because we've heard it. Right. We, 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 especially with the chief, we heard about it, we heard about it, we heard about it. It really didn't have a lot of impact about what that whole backstory is until all of a sudden Adele comes and says, "Listen, it's over. Right? You know, you're you're out. You're gone." Uh, with Bailey, we know that there were some struggles, but yet um, you, the fact is is that we did. I mean, we saw her. She had to call on the phone and sing, you know, and, and it's like she's broken some promises by phone. But now all of a sudden we see. We see this situation at home. We see this near argument in front of the baby, you know, and 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 right. the, and then we find out that she's only home from midnight to six a.m. probably all the time. What are you reading in the chat room? I see somebody's typed in blue, which means that they want to say something. 
So office princess. That's not what I was looking at, but um, predictable hum- him coming to work and not finding her is what office princess is saying, and um, and yeah, that was predictable. You knew as soon you knew as soon as she made the the um the date for lunch the lunch date that you know um she was not going to be able to make it. Yeah, I mean obviously. But you know what? What do you do in her situation? So uh, Chef Mark wants. What do you do in her situation? Chef Mark wants to come back into the conversation. Conversation here, Chef Mark, you're back on the line. Hey guys, I just wanted to say that I think it's interesting though that they they made it. I mean, it was really well written. It was very poignant that the thing that kept her from the date that she really did want to have with her husband was this problematic patient you know and of all things so i mean you saw her really struggling with like she's trying to rise above it she's trying to be a good doctor you know and then of course she calls on jesus because she's like i'm really gonna need him to be able to get through this i mean it was it was it really set up the struggle for her that this job really gets in the way of her family and in a way that she like she's you could tell she's she's really disgusted by this guy but still she knows she has to do the surgery right absolutely um <coughs> i'm a little distracted i think we have something uh we have somebody who needs to be i apologize you need to punch someone out of that chat yeah, room absolutely. Yep. Uh, which, which username is it now alabama be... man alabama all right alabama man i'm uh, sorry your... you're gone kapow all right. And these are the, these are the I was about to say something life. really yeah, mean. Anyone can, can stumble upon it and decide uh, after seeing you for five seconds that they're going to judge you. Yeah, that's you know, not a problem. I, I... <coughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Mark, you know, I, I said yes, yeah, sir, and I agreed with you. And I, he has no idea I what you no said. I have no idea what you but said. But you weren't listening. I'll say it again. <laughs> I think it was really interesting. Yes, it's very predictable that, uh, you know, we kind of knew that she wasn't going to make the appointment with her husband. But I think what made it interesting was that the thing that kept her from him was not anything she would have wanted to keep from him. She really wanted to make that date. She wanted to talk to her husband. Absolutely. She wanted to have lunch with him. And of all things, to be operating on this racist guy that didn't even want her to touch him, she had to struggle because her identity as a doctor, I mean, that's what a doctor does. And as I said, she even called on Jesus to help her uh, get through it, but she knew she had to do it. You know, otherwise, right. if she stepped away from the surgery, as Derek said that she had every right to, she said that would have made me just like him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And, and I thought it was interesting at the end, though, how they showed literally just the visual imagery of her cutting through his abdomen. And I thought that right was so that cool, cutting, ac- actually cutting through the, the uh, what's it called? I always get tongue The swastika. swastika. Yeah, yeah, um, very. That was a really cool visual. Yeah, yep. Cliff didn't look. I well, I saw you didn't I, look. I did. you are a weenie. You didn't look. Did you just call me a weenie? I did. You must have had your eyes closed for most of this episode. He did. I, there really? was a lot of gold. Honestly, he did. I took there was he, he for did. you on Ustream. There's this pillow in the other room, and I'm literally holding it <laughs> he in front of holding me. holding it in front of his face. And I had the pillow up in front of me, <laughs> taking notes on what I was hearing in this episode. It was great. Oh, wow. It was great. Because, you Which know, is interesting, because I think all that gore in the ambulance wreck really set the stage for the human element in a, yeah. in a way that's very different from what Graves usually does. It's just sensational, like at the end. But um, what they did is we really got to see the chief and the reason why he's the chief. Right. Because he really gets it. I mean, he really, all his years of experience, 
and being able to deal, and the fact that he really gets it, like he on the human level, he really, really gets it. He knows what's you know what's essential, and he's like he said to Meredith, like if we move this guy, he's going to die. We have to get his wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Chef Mark, we're going to uh, continue on here if you want to come in again or if anybody else wants to. Uh, we definitely would love to have you in the conversation. Take a part as take part as much as you want to. Um, one of the things that I want to go back to for just a second okay. is to talk about this whole issue of Bailey being a stay-at-home mom versus being a career woman and okay. that battle. Now, Stephanie, I'd like to have you talk about that from your perspective as one who right after Megan was born what it was like for you to go to work well I, I think that my my situation and Bailey's situation are very different okay very different um, Bailey has a career I had a job okay you know I think that that was very different um, I, I'm not ashamed to tell you that I did not go to college I do not have a, a, a college degree because that was not my desire in life I knew that I was born to do one thing and you know I'm doing it well okay two things but I didn't know that I was born to do this <laughs> I knew that I was born to be a wife and a mom and, and those were that that's just in my heart I knew that that's what I was supposed to do um, I thought because of my upbringing that I would always have to work and so the when the time came for for me to to stay at home I I, I gladly accepted that um, because it was provided to me but I think that in in Bailey's case she has a career she is defined by being a surgeon and she always has been defined by being a surgeon. I mean it was it, it was what halfway through um, maybe even the end of of season one before we even found out she was married right um and, and so th this is really what defines her and i think to to give that up for her would be like crushing who she is it, it's like adele asking the chief to, to give up who he is yes okay that doesn't mean that she can't find the health healthy balance between the two am i making any sense mm -hmm. to anyone yeah absolutely okay. um but i mean even and I, I could probably speak more more from from Tucker's point of view in the fact that um, you know do I complain about having to do the dishes? You know, on occasion I do. I, I hate I hate dishes, and that's a whole nother podcast. Um, d despise doing the dishes, but um, but she said that he volunteered. Yeah, it was his idea to be the stay at home dad. That's what he wanted to do, and. Um, and, and so I think that we all will at some time struggle with, you know, are we doing the right thing? Do we have the right balance? And so maybe what we're going to, what I would like to see through through Bailey's character is, um, is for her to find a better balance. You know, obviously with the chief, he waited too long and right. he lost his chance um, because he never found that balance. But now she's already a mom. It's not like she's... It's not like she's at, you know, the, the, the starting point, do I choose having children over, uh, or do I choose my career over having children? Now she's already pregnant, you yes. know, and she's already had a baby. And, and so it's a little late to be questioning it now because you're kind of already a mom and you still need to play that role in his life. Not that you can't have a career and be the surgeon that you are well, but there has to be defined boundaries well that's where that's where i'm going with this and, and that's what i'm hoping to see 
as you know, as her character evolves, the one thing I am I, I completely disagree with is that you can have any role in your child's life if you're work if you're only home from midnight to six a.m. on a consistent basis. And so you you definitely have to be home more than that. You right. You cannot continue on. I don't care if you're the chief of surgery or whatever. The fact is, is that you have a responsibility as a mother. And and of course, and I'm not even just saying that this is just the responsible uh, thing for a mother to do. There, fathers out there, you know, to, to, regardless of what your place in life is and your career, I, I believe that it's important that a father be present absolutely. in the home. You cannot. Well, absolutely. I mean, even over the last. Um what is this, the end of November, over the last month and a half since since we've made the decision to move from your full-time job being insurance to your full-time job being podcasting and new media, um, there has been a difference in our children because you've been more present. And even <coughs> even though right now you, you actually are um, physically working two jobs, because you've made that decision and you and you've let that off your chest then now when you are with us you are mentally with us also yes and so you know you being more present and being more aware of what's going on in our family has made a difference in our children so absolutely you know even a working father needs to be present you know when we when you take on when you decide to have kids whether you get pregnant you know because you're trying and you want to do it on purpose or whether it's an accident you choose to bring this child into the world and and you need to be present for that. I'm not saying that that working parents are are bad. You know, I obviously I worked when Megan was little. My parents worked, um, and but but there has to be there has to be a boundary, and you have to you have to consciously decide to to be part of this this little person's life. Absolutely, we have a caller on the line. Uh, the caller ID says West Maryland. However, you could be calling from anywhere. You're back on the line with us. Go ahead. Hi. Um, my name is Megan. I'm Kenny Taylor in the chat room, so hi. Hi, Steph. Hi, Cliff. Hi. Um, speaking on the whole mom working thing, I grew up with a working mother, but then again, she had no choice. But I know whenever I decide to have children, I will be a working mother because what I want to do with the rest of my life, I will be no good to my kids if I'm not happy. And the career I am choosing and going to college for will make me happy. So I think the parents' happiness has a lot to do with it. Okay. And... Being present for your children is very, very important. I totally agree with that. But if you're unhappy and you're still there, you're not really still there. Do that make sense? No, that that <coughs> that does make sense. And uh, I, I agree that, you, you know, you, there's it, – it's no good for you to be home if you resent not Absolutely. being able to fulfill Absolutely. what your passion is in life. And I think that, that – honestly, I think that that is why um, – that that's why I never had a desire to go to school. I was I was perfectly I was I was perfectly happy to just work whatever job I had to work. Which and I had some very good jobs. I have some very, you know, great secretarial skills. But anyway, um I don't feel like because now I don't have this degree to fall back on, so to speak, or or pulling me away. I don't have anything um, lingering in the back of my mind. Oh well, what if or or if I could or what I that and so I and be but this is what makes me happy. Not that I have you know obviously I have days where I'm ready to you know I'm on strike I, I'm leaving. 
You know, <laughs> I, no I, I tell Cliff often, um, McKenna's too. So obviously I've got 16 more years of this day to day, every day, you know, stuff that I do. But, um, yeah, but I tell him all the time, I'm going to retire early. I am retiring early. <laughs> you know, I got like five years left and I'm done. <laughs> anyway, what what I want to say is that we are in no way advocating that that all moms have to be stay-at-home moms. No, in, absolutely in, in fact, not. There are search, situations where that's simply not even possible. I have I have all the respect in the world, all the respect in the world for a single mom. Have no idea how they do it. I really don't. It, Neither they, do they I. They are blessed. Neither do I. With a strength and energy that that is beyond my. But comprehension. I will tell you. I will tell you this. Um, now, um, from from the time I was born until I was ten, I lived with my mom, and. Um, you know, she she was a single mom. She had no choice to work. Just just like Megan said, um, she, she had to work. She worked more than one job most of the time, but I never remember her not being available for me. Yes, that's See, the thing. This is the critical. I thing. I never remember her not being available for me. And, and even after even after I was ten and I made that decision to move in with my dad, which you know my dad drives me crazy, but I am who I am because of him. I think that I'm a very strong individual because of living with my dad um you are a very strong individual (laughs) i'll i'll attest to that 100 percent um you know that's for a whole nother podcast you know honestly yeah and if anybody's um, interested in more of this kind of conversation uh stephanie does a show that she is the producer now of she produces her own show called the full-time mom and uh it is a show devoted to um stay-at-home moms and they talk about all things mother related, but it is it, it, it's a great show. It, it, if you guys have not listened to anything other than our entertainment based podcast, it literally the full time mom is my favorite podcast out of the fourteen podcasts that are produced through GSPN Thank TV. You. Thank you. It is an awesome show, and you know what? I'm not the only man who listens to the show <laughs> Which and Which really loves blows it. me away. It's, it does. It really blows me away. So anyway, what I was saying was even after I made the decision to move into my move in with my dad, um, you know, my mom she, my mom was still a single mom for for the majority of that time and um, she still had other of my siblings who lived with her and she was still always there for me even though I wasn't physically in her household. So it can be done. Yeah. It can be done and I really want to see Bailey come to that Yes, that that's where find we're those going boundaries with this. and be there for her son. We need to see something before she turns into what the chief Absolutely. turned into. Absolutely, and so I, I'm I'm eager to see them. Write but that I'm in. okay with the chief turning into that because he's not. I mean, obviously neglecting your wife is bad, and I'm not I'm not condoning that. But he wasn't neglecting children. He had made that decision to not have children yeah. to focus on his career. That, had Bailey had if Bailey would be deciding whether to have. Children are not right now. You know, I I would feel completely different about it. But she already has a child, and she can have her career, and she can be there for him. Well, let me ask you one other question. Okay. Okay. One other question. She already knew the strain and the stress and the pressure mm-hmm. placed on her as a mother with her young Tuck at home and missing him. T U C K. T U C K. Because they're already <laughs> spelling in front of him. That's not going to work for too long, trust me. <laughs> it won't. Our kid can spell it right back to us. Now, here's the thing, though. Hmm. Was she right for taking on the additional 
responsibility of I know I know even though even though we all know that she deserves it and that she's the better in in the role I think that that is where that that's where that's the question did she really go home and talk that over with her husband that was a decision that she made on her own that should have been made by the both of them for the better of their family I think I think we're I think that's what we're assuming I'm assuming that he volunteered to be the stay-at-home dad Prior to the whole chief thing. Well, yeah, because the chief thing wasn't even a factor when Tuck was born. Right. Okay. So, therefore, the question is... Now, the one thing we cannot do is judge that situation. We cannot judge, you know, stand here as judge over that and say what she did was wrong. But, boy, that does raise a question is what I'm saying. And so, um, let's see here. The And, of course, you know, Chef Mark already brought up the the whole... the, The prejudiced paramedic. Uh, and in that whole scenario, that was you know that was a very difficult situation. It was, you know what? It it was almost such a so much of a deep issue that I don't think that a show like Grey's Anatomy can really do that subject justice. You know because it it was almost as though it wasn't as much as a shock as it almost was humorous to see them in that situation. And and I I mean that in a very respectful way, um, not humorous as this is funny, but it was it was almost as if it was written to be funny. I don't right. And especially when she okay she so she went and she didn't get a black doctor, but she got one that wasn't black know, and wasn't which white. Which I thought was awesome. You know, it, it really was. Although it I I agree that it was hard on Christina. Um, you know, she she said there in um, when they were waiting on the what did they have a seat or something anyway um you know that her stepdad's parents had died in in a concentration camp so you know that that's hard for christina as well and she's jewish and and so you you see all these all these different (coughs) things it was it was no less hard on christina than it would than it was on bailey um but i i just wanted to say right on bailey when she didn't go get a white man, which, yeah. which is what he really wanted. Yeah, and Chef Mark says he, that he agrees that it, it seemed that you know it was a deep subject. Also, uh, Chef Mark is saying that uh, he was thinking that the guy was just shy and and maybe that he Chef Mark even right. thought that perhaps he was a transsexual or something okay. like that. Yeah, I was thinking something like crazy off the wall, Grey's Anatomy, you know. Yeah. And then we, and then it's we all of a sudden racist. we <laughs> then we get this really deep. Yeah. And and Office Princess wrote something in the in, in the chat room. My stopped again. I apologize. Um, all you need to do, Steph, do is, to do? is hit the refresh key. Okay. And uh, when it comes back up, make sure it, it mutes back. Uh, but anyway, um, office, it, it, you'll find it. It, it. it should mute itself. Let's check it out. It, yeah, it's already muted. Okay. So now your, your, your chat you. should start going again. Okay. Anyway, uh, Office Princess wrote, it was so appropriate for Bailey to say that no one will ever call me Nazi again. I, I know. I, that, was ab- that was good. I, I did like that. Was that was good because in one episode um, last season, she called herself the Nazi when she was rallying to get the, the attendings' signatures um, for the clinic. Yeah. And uh, she, she called herself the Nazi. Yep. Or no, or I don't remember. I don't. Anyway. But anyway, I, I, I totally agree with you, Office Princess. Uh, it, she, it was She awesome. was right for that. And, and I'm, <coughs> I'm glad to see that. Now... Okay. Next up on my list of things to talk about. And again, folks, if you want to call in, the phone number is scrolling along the bottom of the screen. We encourage you to do so. Uh, Chef Mark, you're still on the line there on hold. Um, if you want to talk, just let us know in the chat room and we'll, we'll unmute you. 
Next up is Alex. We want okay. to talk about Alex. So in the beginning, he he pulls uh, Lexi to the side, kisses her, and the first thought that comes to my mind is like, okay, what about Rebecca? Right. I mean, did they totally drop her? No. And you were reading the credits. I well, I had already read the credits, but yes, um, I. I was reading the credits and saw that Elizabeth, um, her last name escapes me, it starts with an R, uh, was going to be in this episode. And so then I told Cliff, well, Rebecca's in this episode. Right. Except he called her Ava. He did call her Ava. He called her Ava. So basically what he has done, you know, and and what's what's weird is that for me, um, I am... I'm like, you know, Alex is this hard-nosed guy, you know, very rough exterior, pretends to be a horrible, mean, nasty guy, but on the inside, maybe he's not all that bad, and this episode kind of goes against all of that. I mean, he was a total creep in this episode. He was. He was a total creep. He was. Um, I, I don't know. I still like him, though. Why? I, I, mean, I don't know. The, this, There's just something about Alex. That it's it's the facial hair. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying he was a creep in this episode. He was kind of creepy. Yeah. Office Princess he says that he's yummy. So I, I agree. But he's very yummy. But that doesn't um, you know, that doesn't make it any better. But I think that here's here's what I think. Okay, Rebecca's no better. Right. Um. I, I think. Okay. Who is this? I can't. Uh, Allison. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Al- Allison and someone else. She she keeps popping in. She's just popping in and out, and she's still married, and she's obviously she's leaving her daughter to come, you know, meet in the on call room, but um, I think she really just needs to sit down and lay it out. This is what I want, or this is what I don't want, and because we all know that Alex is hung up on her, you know. Yep. So, needs to yeah. be more clarity there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they continue on that that scenario uh, once once they find out. But the fact is, is that um, Lexi is falling for Alex now. I don't, not anymore. Yeah, well, she had. <laughs> she, she did say that she, that she really did care for him. She, yeah. She told the carotid artery guy. Right. She had fallen for him. She liked him. She thought that he was this great guy disguised as a jerk. And turns out maybe mm-hmm. he's just a jerk. Yeah. And and carotid artery guy. Doesn't matter because he's yummy. Yeah. All right. So I Seth never. Seth Green as, as carotid artery guy is what you keep calling him. Oh, okay. Um, Seth Green was playing that part. And who is Seth Green? Somebody I should know? <laughs> yeah, you should know him. Why should I know him? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Isn't that you great? So, you should, I love it. You should so know who he is, and I should know why you should so know who he is. Because I mean, he's he's a big actor. If I know who Seth Green is, you should know who Seth Green is. Baby, you watch so much more. Okay, Italian okay. job. Okay, good enough. Yes, thank you. All right, thank and that you. was from and Office Princess. Yes. We we it, Office Princess is like the only person in the chat room that we've mentioned, and there's like tons of people there, here. Yeah. Anyway, so... That's the only name that we can read as fast as they pop up. <laughs> well, she's typing in bold print. That's what it is. Yeah. So but, um, so anyway, the Italian job, he was in Austin Powers. He's been in so many other things. And he's Seth Green. I mean, seriously. Seth Green. All right. Enough said. Dewey says that we just don't like the rest of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> and and now every... Now every <laughs> 
now everybody's typing <laughs> in bold. Awesome. All right. That's awesome. Or all blue. It, it, it's going crazy in the this chat room. This is awesome. This is fun stuff. So, so anyway, I never thought that Grey's Anatomy would have a totally awesome car crash. That was rocking cool. Sorry. That was, I know I just probably peaked. No, you were fine. Ears, but anyway. No, you just blew the speakers out of my headphones, but that's because I haven't fine. turned it up too loud. You know? But That's anyway, <laughs> now they're all in different colors in the <laughs> Can't read room. the yellow, Allison. You'll have to fix that. All right. So uh, anyway, car crash, totally. It was it was uh, cool. It, it And it was done well. It was. It was done well. Was. I mean, it was, that was as good as any car crash yeah. that you would see in a movie. Right. So anyway. So. Um, from that point forward, total high stress episode. It was. I was like. <laughs> I was like. <sighs> He could not, literally, he could not breathe. He was looking for his inhaler. Just, Matter of fact, where is my inhaler? I, I don't know, but I think you've had enough of it. I, you know, I don't think you're supposed to have it. that many puffs today. What? I haven't had it since this morning. Whatever. Go ahead. Anyway, um, hiccup. Uh, <laughs> okay, car crash was cool. High stress episode. All right, we already got the guy from Nine. Let's move back. Tracking my brain. Totally we talked about the prejudice paramedic. Okay, here you go. Oh, I got one. Okay, no, you go ahead first. What, mental what note. Do you have? No, you go with your mental note, and then I'll go with my written note. Okay, my mental note is: Do you really want to see on television that during surgery the computer can die, <laughs> and like you got this scope in your brain, but he I can't was, tell where to put it because the computer's gone. I was just no visual. I was just watching um, on YouTube today and last night. Uh-huh. I was watching epi- <laughs> season, er, episode number one okay. of Connections, okay, which is an old, yeah. old documentary series right. from James Burke. And the very first episode was about the technology trap in which we all live in. Yeah. And uh, I mean, wouldn't we be paralyzed without it? Yes. Really? So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was a little so, odd. That was a little creepy. Yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. I I was so afraid and I am still so afraid that they're going to do something crazy with Meredith again. Inside they of, are. I you, really think they are. I mean, and I don't think I that don't, they should. You can't, you know, you can't have something happen to Meredith in every story arc. No, that you do. You know, Grey's Anatomy event, and, and then always have something happen to Meredith because eventually, you know, like this episode, people are going to get tired of seeing it, and I, they're gonna, you know, if something happens to her inside that that ambulance, it's I like, am just gonna be yeah. like, okay. This is simply ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So it's just some chat retarded. room stuff. Uh, let's see here. She's going to die. Evil laughter. Ha ha ha. Is what Kenny Taylor <laughs> says. Uh, Shayla is laughing out loud. Uh, but this is a two-parter, not a three-parter. So. So but, I don't think okay, anything will happen. Okay. Why do you start happen. an event before you have a two-week hiatus? <laughs> You can't know. you can't start a story arc like this. Are they and back then, next week? No, it's not back until It's a cliffhanger. No, you no that makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't. It does. It doesn't. It does. It, it does. Shut up. It doesn't. Don't tell me to shut up. It does. Everybody look at that. It does, it does, it does. I know. 
right here. It's See, it's a cliffhanger. I just don't. It's like a cliffhanger. It. You need them to come back in two weeks. It's you don't want them to give up. You, I mean, if they just did a regular episode, right. it's two weeks off. Then all of a sudden, people start thinking, "Oh, well, it's the writer strike." So obviously, they've just taken right. grades off the air until the writer strike's over. No, but this is what a cliffhanger. Doing is t- it's a step hanger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Whatever. All right. So my next, what do you think about Derek being clingy and talking to George? <laughs> was that out of place or what? That was um for for Derek and George. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah, I don't think that fit. That's it's like, what are you doing? You don't talk to me. Right. You're being clingy. It's like You're being clingy, which was funny to hear from. From George, tell someone that, yeah. that they're being clingy. Yeah, you know, Mister Cling himself. I was, I was so okay. I was so on my and the edge of my seat, not wanting Stan to die. Stan being the right, the guy who right. had to wait for his wife to get there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be emotionally upset if he dies, even mm-hmm. if he gets to talk to his wife, even if. All of that. I'm going to be emotionally upset. But it, as the way that they wrote it, I was not. I was right. almost like, They drew attention wow. away from it. Well, it's not. No, it wasn't the fact that they drew emotion, er, attention away from it. They, the fact that they wrote in that the very last thing he did in his life was save was his this, best friend. He was he saved the life of his best friend. Right. It was really cool, and but I think that they wrote it in such. Well, I don't know if this was their intention, but this is what the way I took it. They wrote it in such a way that he knew he was dying. And he knew that they were all focusing on him and not his friend. And so I thought that it was really cool that they that he drew attention away from himself. As he died, right? Like, like he knew that that was his. I don't know. Anyway, I apologize. I I'm, thought it was cool. I'm gonna pause just a second here. Okay. Okay, so we got things uh, figured out here. Uh, reconnected to our telephone bridge, and now I realize that Office Princess is on the line. So, Office Princess, you're now online with us. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm really good. I was just calling about the story arc. Okay, go ahead. Well, I don't think they're going to do anything to Meredith. If they were, they would have done it tonight. You know what? I think you're right. You know, it's it, only it, a two-hour story arc, right? Yeah. So it's just a two-story arc, and so, yeah, I, I agree that if they were going to do something to Meredith, they probably would have done it tonight. Is that all you had for us? Like, the ambulance would have... Yeah, that's all I wanted. Okay, very cool. And uh, if you need anything else, just let us know in the chat room. Uh, and, and just if, if anybody's calling in and, and, and I don't see you, just write in the chat room. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling until we finally answer your call. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have uh, our great friend, Andrea Zuniga. Andrea, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hi. I just wanted to comment, um, I guess, both things on the story arc and on Alex. I was going to say that I think he... It's kind of a tough thing for him because he he as if he's married, he can't really pursue that, and he's he's one of those guys that he's like, oh, you know, I can't do that. But since I think that since last time they were together, they ended up having sex and everything. She thinks that there's something there, and she can actually leave her husband and pursue it. So, but at the same time, it's not like he's with her that like she should be all all mad. Not that they're even official or anything either. It's just a big soap opera, I guess. <laughs> right. 
The the one. But, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. But yeah, that was my comment. That it's it's kind of like one of those things that he's not really committing to anybody. So it's like nobody can really claim him, sort of. To you know. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, he's lying or he's cheating or whatever. He's not with either one of them. So. Yeah. That, that makes it right or wrong. It's just one of those crazy situations. Right. The the one thing I will say that I I, I I believe in strongly is is the fact that as soon as you have sex with somebody, uh, I believe you're committing yourself to them at least in some way, shape, or form. However, and and although I completely, completely disagree with with this whole scenario, I would agree that in the scenario with um with with Lexi. He said, listen, this absolutely means nothing. And she was okay with that. And right. so for her, I absolutely, totally agree that she has no real right to be upset based upon what Alex said. Listen, right. I'm just here to have fun. And, and as much as I disagree with that, they definitely, he definitely told her right. up front. Absolutely. However. Didn't he even tell her that he was hung up on someone else? I, I, he may have. I'm not quite sure. Um, and, and Andrea wants to come back in. Yes, I'll bring you in just one second. But in, in the case with uh, Rebecca, I think that's a different story. You know, she did come. She did say that she she can't stand, you know, be, being away from him and stuff like that. And the fact that when he slept with her, that was a commitment in my mind. Does that make sense, Stephanie? Yes. It, it's almost as if you know I'm committing myself to this yes. relationship. But then, when I mean, just as uh, let me see, um, I wish people didn't have such crazy, crazy screen names. Yeah. Um, someone says in here that um, that when when Lexi and and Ava were sitting in the in, in the, the gallery, gallery together, that that Rebecca couldn't even explain to Lexi who he was to her or what he was to her. She said, I'm with him. All right. She couldn't put a definition on it. Right. But, uh, but, but Chef, Chef tells me that, Chef Mark tells me that I'm right, that yes, he did tell her, tell Lexi that he was hung up on someone else. Okay, very cool. Andrew, so you So that's her own fault. For you wanted to add another comment? No, I was going to say that, yeah, he, he did tell Lexi that he was hung up on somebody else. And I, I agree with you. Like, I think that, you know, you know, when you do have sex with somebody, it's, it's a commitment. But what I mean is, like, it's it's such a normal thing nowadays that people are just having casual sex and like even though I think that there there's more to than just oh this is just a fling or casual sex with them like I think that I don't know like she the reason why she probably Ava can't define it is because he hasn't given her a title or anything like that even right. though she would want that right um, let's go to Office Princess uh, Office Princess you're back on the line yeah I just wanted to say okay two things one. Rebecca this season is driving me nuts. Yeah? Like, I think that they're writing her really poorly. They're bringing her in conveniently just for ratings, I think. Is that... Am I the only one who thinks that? I don't know if they bring know. her in for ratings, because for me, she... As far as ratings are concerned, she... So far, she's done nothing but kind of drop the the quality of, of, of the show a little bit. It, it's almost... It, she was their huge advertisement for a couple of weeks. The anticipation of her coming back. Oh, see, I didn't. I don't watch any advertising, so I guess I didn't catch oh, that. Okay. Okay. So, so f- some then, other some other folks who have been watching the advertising out there in the <coughs> in the chat room, they're they're agreeing with you. So, yeah. 
It, it, it does seem like a bad ploy. How they bring her back, and then they forget about her, and then they bring her back, and then they forget about her. I don't think they're forgetting about her. I, 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 I felt like they were forgetting about her until they brought her back tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't have to agree and with me. No, thing- I know. Go ahead. Sorry. Then the other thing was just, I love how the way private practice, just to bring that in, um, talks about the casual sex and just showed that it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Ca- casual sex never works. There, there's nothing casual about sex. Sex is complicated. I don't care who you are or how you pretend that it's not. Right. Um, be- because there will be, you know, even if e- e- the- these young kids who are out there having all this casual sex, friends with benefits, are, are at some point in their life going to regret it. Okay. You so- know, I, I honestly believe that. And that. Anyway, go ahead. So Muhammad in the chat room is uh, saying that maybe later on uh, Alex will be like saying to her, hey, you can't just come into my life and then just leave. Right. You know, I told you I'd be back. You know, I'm in the hospital. But then when I came back, you're gone. I don't see you again. Well, sure. I'm just who I am. And then, of course, maybe, you know, he's saying that maybe they're doing this on purpose. So, you know, that could be right. They could be writing her in sporadically on purpose. Right. To say, listen, you know. You know, quit, quit running, quit right. leaving, and and let's let's be together because he obviously does care about her. He does. Alrighty. So with that, um, let's see here. So Stan saved his life. We we kind of talked about that, mm-hmm. and then the and Chef Mark already brought this up. But this is this is two Shonda Rhimes shows back to back that bring in like just a, a hint of faith. Yeah. Actually, private practice was quite a bit more than just a hint of faith. Right. They had, if you guys are not private, private practice fans, uh, if you happen to be a Grey's Anatomy fan and you just decided you weren't going to watch Grey's or private practice. I'm sorry. Even beforehand. I'm, I'm really sorry that, that you chose not to watch that show. Yeah, because it is awesome. It's an amazing show. There have been, I would say... Of those who watch uh, private practice, just off of the top of my head, statistically speaking, about thirty-five to forty percent of the people who are watching private practice say that they enjoy it much more than Grace. Mm-hmm. Now, <coughs> I, I'm I think that I'm of that percentage. I'm of that percentage as well. However, however, I will tell you that they're completely different shows. Absolutely. So you really can't come. You can't compare can't, the two. You can't compare they are the two. Completely different. It's just, for me, Private Practice is a more appealing show. Now, somebody in the chat room says, I hated Private Practice's pilot. Uh, and she says, oh, it's Kim. And she says, uh, I love the show. And she says, I love the show more than Grace. So if you only based your thoughts on Private Practice based upon the pilot, definitely go no, back right. and watch the actual show. It is literally amazing and we do a show called uh the private practice fan podcast but if you're listening to this you know that it's already stuck in the feed for this show so anyway with that um last night they had a big huge deal with with uh with bringing in the catholic faith they did it in a very tasteful way and a respectful way which which we both very much were happy to see and then tonight you know just you know she's like listen you gotta leave me alone i'm calling on jesus because i I'm struggling with being who I need to be right now, and I'm drawing on my faith in Jesus, which I don't do very often, and I just need to do that right now. She said, you need to be quiet. He might not 
he might not listen or he might not answer or something like that. I didn't hear that. Did she he, did. Did yeah. she say that? Yeah, she did. <coughs> I don't remember exactly what she said, but right. Yeah. So <coughs> anyway, <coughs> you could have covered covered there. For I'm me sorry, for a I was reading. I know. I'm just so used to you dying now that you know. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. You're Make me welcome. feel good. Oh goodness! It's well. I mean, they hear it for you know just a little bit during each podcast. I, you know, I gotcha. Alrighty, so that's pretty much all of we all that we have here for this episode. Um, and uh, can, can I share one thing? This has nothing to do with this episode, uh, but it has to do with Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we we. Hopefully, have all seen him in the previews for um, for Enchanted, which is a new Disney movie coming out. But um, I've been watching these previews, and my kids are so um, so enthralled with the Disney Channel. So that's what's on our our television at most of the time. And and Disney Channel's doing all of these you know special interviews and things um, with with the with the actors on enchanted and so they did a little a little skit Uh, there's a scene in the um there is a scene in the movie enchanted where um um the these um rodents and animals are cleaning his apartment um much like in the story of cinderella i guess and um and so he's talking about filming this episode because there were pigeons and rats and and all kinds of different things and in several of the um in the in the what's the um in the scene he's grabbing them and and putting them out of his apartment and so he's touching them so i'm sitting here and i'm watching this this interview with my kids and they're showing this clip of of patrick dempsey holding on to the rat tail and i'm thinking Ew, he's a surgeon. <laughs> I hope he washed his hands. <laughs> Which Wonderful. has nothing to do with either because he was obviously on hiatus from, from Grace when, when he filmed um, Enchanted. But I, I couldn't get it out of my mind that, that he could play a part. You're not listening no, to No, I me. wasn't listening I, to a thing I you're saying. that. I'm sorry. So I'm going to turn over here. And anyway, it was just... It was in my head, and I had to say it. So okay, check okay. out Patrick Dempsey in Enchanted. I, right. I watched. Um, I had no desire to watch Knocked Up, but watched it strictly because Katherine Heigl was in it. Which is Izzy. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know her name. Really? And she's just Izzy. She's just Izzy. No, she's, she's just Izzy. Catherine Heigl. Mark, Mark um, Tafoya hates that. She, I <laughs> Cliff, Cliff has no respect for the, the for the people who do this for a living. <laughs> I don't think Mark's ever actually said that to me, but um, <laughs> really, um, no, he has not. I do have respect for them. I just I have a I have a very busy life. Oh goodness! Anyway, um, we we need to wrap up. We're over okay. an hour. All well right. over an hour. Really? Yes. Wow. Actually, yeah, we're at an hour and three minutes now. Wow. So no, I, I had no idea. That's okay. Uh, it's been fun. That's that's good. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask those of you who are uh, watching live, hang out with us for a little bit. We're gonna have some post show discussion here. And uh, for those of you who are out there listening to this via podcast, again, thank you for putting up with. Some of the the frustrations, I guess, that might come along with listening to this and not participating live. 
the video of this is going to be in the uh, show notes for this episode. So go to gspn.tv uh, and click on Grey's Anatomy, episode number 30, and the video of us recording this will be there for you to listen or to view if you want to just check it out what it looks like here in our studio. And of course, uh, Stephanie, we have, we want everybody to know that uh, they can come to gspn.tv and join the community forum. Right. And uh, and if you want to find out what's going on with us all the time, we have lots of things happening at the very last minute. And if you want to take part of that, you can join our mailing list. So with that, thank you very much for participating with us. And we'll be back. Is it in two weeks or in three weeks? Two weeks. So they're taking one week off? Or are they taking two weeks off? I don't know. Check your local listings. <laughs> They should be taking, there should be one week without an episode. They'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks from tonight. Okay, so we'll be back in two weeks from tonight. Anyway, thank you very much uh, for listening. And uh, until next time, join join the the community. community.